I'm speaking of what I call thrive. And that eight, right? Maximizing broken moments. First Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 13. There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. Bible says God has made us able ministers. So God is saying, there has no temptation taking you, but such as is common to who? But he says, even though it's common to man, listen, God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation also, make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. He says, with the temptation. You know, the Greek rendering for this temptation is, means test and trials. God is speaking to all of us in this church. Job chapter 33 verse 15 to 16. It says, God speaks to us in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed. Next. Then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. So the Holy Spirit brings instruction unto us by speaking to us because whatever temptation we may be going through, we need him to clearly tell us how we would be able to come out. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I understand that all of us have challenges. I do have my challenges. You do have your challenges. We're going through life, but we are told by scripture that because when we go through life, we wonder whether God will come through for us that there is no temptation that has befallen us but that that which is he says that we are able to bear but god is faithful why because the temptation is a common thing unto all men what does it mean he means god is not surprised about your test and your trials yours is not new so it doesn't move him God is not moved because he's seen it before and he knows you would come out and you'll be victorious. Amen. You see, when we go through life, the things we go through is normal. But to us, because it's our first experience, it doesn't look normal. I'm divorced. Who would marry me? I'm 52 years old. Who would love me? I am 42 years old, my ex, because I've read scientifically that they said that as you age, your ex keep getting finished until when it gets finished, they call it monopause. But I've come to know that things people eat and get diabetes, others eat worse and they don't get anything. It means that we are not the same. My body is not the same as a white person's body. And the fact that you did sampling and pick a group of people and, and sampled and came up with the statistics, the statistics is not the truth. The Bible says, thy word is true. So God's word is the truth. It is that that which governs my life. So I am sealed by an instruction that God's word is what governs and detects the outcome of my life. What am I saying? God knows how to solve your problems. 
sometimes God will intentionally make you look as if you are disadvantaged. But in that moment of disadvantage, he expects you to have a certain attitude. Number one, write this down. God wants you to get a vision beyond the trouble you are facing. God wants you to get a vision beyond the trouble you are facing. What do I mean? Because whenever you go through difficulties, you forget about your prophecy. You forget about the promise. Anytime we go through difficulties, we forget about number one, our prophecy. We forget about number two, our promise. Because the enemy will try to let you fixate your mind on that that which is not yet happening. So important that we understand that the enemy would always... So God comes to Abraham after he has spoken to him. And he brought him out of the tent and said, lift up your eyes and look. Abraham was talking to God. What will he give to me? Seeing that I go childless. The guy had a personal encounter with God. And he's speaking to God and saying, you seeing that I've gone childless. And Eliezer of Damascus will be the one who will take over everything. And God said, no, 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 no. A seed from your own loins. The Bible says, and God said, he should come out of the tent and lift up his eyes. And see, if he can count the stars, so shall he see. What is it? God was bringing him out to see beyond his frustrations and troubles. Because sometimes when you go through anxiety, when you are anxious about the future, and you don't know what it is, you need to come out of the tent. It's a confinement. You need to come out. You need to break away from that confinement and see beyond. Somebody say, see beyond. Child of God, I've come into that place in my life. Three times I wanted to commit suicide because I could not see beyond. The first one, I was 21 years old. I was crying unto God. I prayed. I fasted. Why should my family still be sleeping on, on the floor? I'd been sleeping on the, on the floor for, at the time, 15 years. My mother was living in her own sister's house, yet there was no room for my mother and her children. Yet, we had enough room to rent for outsiders to come and stay in. Child of God. You need to see beyond your current experience because the, your present circumstance is not a guarantee that that is how your end will be. Amen. Your end will be glorious. Amen. Anytime you go through difficulties, God wants us to see beyond our trouble. You must have a vision beyond your trouble. A lot of successful business people, they always hit a dry patch. A lot of successful men of God, they all hit a dry patch. You get to a point where even paying your children's school fees will be a problem. Your rent is a problem. You would come into that place. But you must have a vision that sees beyond your current circumstance. Because if you can't see beyond it, it puts a limitation on what God can do for you. David said, my soul, why are thou cast down? Sometimes seeing beyond, you must speak to your own self. Number two, when I go through a problem, it says that for God is faithful. What does it mean? It means that I have to value my relationship with God. There is no temptation that has befallen man but that which is common. But God, why does you put that word there? You put there's no temptation that has befallen man but that which is common. There's no test or trial that it has befallen man but that which is common. Then he says, but God is faithful. Why? Because whenever you come into that difficult season, that life broken moment, you would wonder whether God will be faithful to you. Have you ever prayed this prayer where you said, God, why are you faithful to everybody but only me? It looks like you hear people's prayer but not me. Has it ever happened to you before? It looks like, God, you hear everybody's prayer. There was a season where I was looking for coins to go and buy sugar. And Gary, 
I couldn't get. But God is faithful. I remember a season where my mother, we could not afford meat. So my mother would do gari. I used to eat gari a lot. So it's either gari or banku or something, but so she would do the banku, but we don't have so my mother would do pepper and then add granite as a protein for the food. We ate it for many, 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 many months. God is faithful. Today I don't have to eat that. There's too much food. There's too much chicken. There's too much meat in my fridge. Somebody gave me a box of meat. I could never open it and, and I carried the whole box and dash it. I had a box of chicken. I didn't know what it, because it had been in the fridge for long because, because there's too much fish, too much chicken. How much can I eat? But there was a season where I could not see beyond because I could not trust God that God was faithful. My mother told us that things will change. Turn to your neighbor and say, listen, things will change. Things will change. So I have to value my relationship with God because the enemy will bring challenges that will cause you to alienate you from God because you feel God has not been faithful to you. God, you have not been faithful to me, brother. It's just a matter of time. For weeping may endure for a night, the Bible says, but joy comes in the morning. Job was in that place, so he cares the day he was born. Bros, it's not about the day you were born. It's not about, he even cares the womb that gave birth to you. It's not the womb. Bro. You know, when we don't know what to do, we suspect old ladies as witches. Mm, she said, wait. My mother, I see her in my dream. Bros, it could be your mother advised you, you didn't listen. That's why you are seeing her in your dream. This is my auntie. She said, wait, God is faithful. So whether it is your auntie, whether it is a voodoo spirit, whoever it is, God is faithful. You know, my father was an allergy. God is faithful. Hey, I come from Olumba, Olumba, Obu. God is Somebody gave me a prophecy that there are some machinations in my father's house. God, whenever you hear a negative thing that wants to revalidate for you, that maybe God has forgotten about you, remember, God is faithful. I'm looking for a child. There's no coming. The devil comes to speak to me personally. I say, are you sure this gospel thing is true? People are lying to you. You have to check it. There's no God. Because if it's God, there's God. Even your wife, when she has headache and you pray, it doesn't go. See, the people who get the testimony, it just happenstance. It just happened one off, one off, one off. There's no God. Forget about it. That's how people become atheists. Because you dare not believe that God is faithful. Hear me, child of God. See, you must be expectant because God is faithful number three when you go through problems you must voice your breakthrough in the midst of your difficulty what does it mean it says there is no temptation that has befallen man but that which is common for god is faithful who will not tempt you beyond measure what does it mean it means you must voice your breakthrough even in the midst of your difficulty why because it takes faith you must speak boldly you must declare your expectation why because the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off so i must voice my breakthrough in the midst of my difficulty please put the scripture on the screen micah said rejoice not over me oh my enemies for when i fall I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. Hallelujah. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27. He said, when my enemies, even my foe, came against me, they stumbled and fell. 
Though an host may rise against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise. He says, in this will I be confident. He's voicing his breakthrough. He's declaring what is expectant of God. I'm voicing my breakthrough in the midst of my difficulty. Are you listening to what I'm saying? David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. What is he doing? He's voicing his breakthrough in the midst of his difficulty. Will you voice your breakthrough in the midst of difficulty? That's what we said. The just shall live by faith. I live by my faith. I hear, oh, we need to pay this. I say, okay, let's pay. We need to do this. Oh, let's do it. We need to do this. Let's do it. Why? We will never lack in this church. There will be nobody in this church who will ever be barren. Ah, when the thing delays, God increases the number of children you will have. When your marriage delays, God will, will increase the level of enjoyment you will have. First Corinthians chapter 10. He says, but with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Write this down. I must vigorously bless God in the midst of my difficulty. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means I must praise God. I must praise God in the midst of my difficulty. Ezra chapter 3 verse 11. He says, with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord and said, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord. Because he is good. For his mercy endured forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Look at it. They had not finished building the building. Just a foundation. If you've ever been to a construction site, foundation is just the beginning. Amen? Now, before you even get to foundation, when they dig and you are doing the blinding and the pillars, <laughs> by the time we do foundation, you we can see foundation, we virtue have left you. But the Bible says, and, and then, you know, the annoying part is the moment you do foundation, people will come and tell you that, oh, when you're a crowd, a fempon, a best at it. When you roof, they'll say you have not done 20%. The Bible says that when they saw the foundation, the people began to praise God. Praise the Lord. It means that praise God, it means that praise God for little things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know what it was? Praise God for little things. Number two, praise God. Praise God for little things, number one. Number two, praise God for little steps. Praise the Lord. Praise God for what? Little steps. Number three, praise God. Someone say praise God or be thankful. Be thankful for small progress. In other words, always look out for things that you can use to praise God for. So in a layman's language, what am I saying? What I'm saying is in the midst of difficulties, the little breather spaces, the little opportunities, the little breaks, praise God for it. Be thankful to God for it. I just stepped out and saw somebody who said, oh, Amiria, your hair is so nice. Wow. It means that even if my husband did not say that I'm looking beautiful or I'm having a fight, I'm still beautiful. I'm still loved. It's just a matter of time. My husband will love me. You remember the story in the Bible of Judas Madawiyah? He says, I've given my husband three sons. Now, I've given my husband three sons. Now, 
I'll be praised. She's just giving herself. She's prophesying in the midst of her difficulty. And every breakthrough that she comes, she praises. But look at Rachel. Rachel gives birth and she uses in Cassandra. You know Cassandra. She uses the childbirth as a point to prove. Now God has delivered me from the reproach of my sister. When you are believing God for blessings to prove a point, it will never come. When you go through life's broken moments, focus only on God and not man. Focus only on God and not man. That's why you vigorously praise God in the midst of your difficulty. I choose victorious behavior based on the word of God, not my feelings. It means you have to be part of your own deliverance. I choose a victorious behavior based on the word of God, not my feelings. And that requires discipline. What kind of discipline? Disciplined thoughts, disciplined mind, disciplined conversations. Because when I'm going through issues, I can use my mouth to voice off the negative experience. It can cause me to be bitter, but I am disciplined to not let it get to me. I make that decision. I am in charge of my emotions, not you. You can act and behave. I will forgive you quickly and say, I think he's having a psychological meltdown. See, I've learned by experience, Papa. When you are going through problems, don't tell people. Because the day they know you are going through problems, they will take and deal advantage over you. You watch. When you don't have money and let people know you don't have money, see how they treat you. People treat you well until they know your financial state. Never ever. You see, that's how you maximize, you maximize broken situations. You don't show up with problems. Everybody in this church, do their best to buy a very good quality car. Maintain your car. Listen to me. Your level, buy your level. If you can stretch and buy beyond your level, the better. Buy the car, but don't be in debt to anybody. And carry yourself as such. Because if you carry yourself as such, so I said, choose victorious behavior. It means have a right attitude. It means have a certain mindset. A mindset of a winner, not a loser. A lot of us, immediately, we chicken out. Or we have a bad attitude. Mm, all rich people are looking down for me. When you are going through difficulties, it is very easy for you to hear voices that you, you interpret everybody's behavior as if they look down upon you. But you have a choice to choose where you are going. That's why I said in the beginning that you must see beyond your current experience. Nobody will look down upon you until you permit it to be so. Attitude is what brings you deliverance. Attitude. I choose to win. I choose to have a right attitude. We will never beg. We will never bow. You need what is called drive. Someone say drive. drive. Let that problem, let that challenge be a driving force that pushes you for excellence. Let that difficulty be th- that, which, that which propels you to your next level. When people have a bad attitude towards you, huh, don't let it get you emotionally. Let it be a drive. Are you getting me? Let it be what pushes you to be better. The husband tells you your food is not nice. You've closed up. Mm, I won't cook for him again. The husband says you don't respect him. You've closed up. Now you even talk to him again. I was solving a problem. I said, if your husband says that, then find a way to talk to the man. Now the lady won't talk to the husband again. You see, when you have that, it's a pride. It's a bad attitude. It's not a victorious attitude. Yeah, they don't talk in the household. Mm. Victorious attitude. Marriage is not working. This is when you need to shudder. Go to the gym. All this flab, flabby stomach. Burn it. Kadusata. Madusa. You are exercising. Hey, 
Go and do facials. After all, when God gave birth to you, the man was not there. You were, you were surviving. Go work, get money, do facials. Go and do manicure, pedicure. Put on a better cologne. You see, carry yourself as such. It's just a matter of time. He will ask you who is talking to you. I like you to close your eyes and pray. The Bible says, it says, there is no temptation that has befallen us, but that which is common. Just going to pray and say, Father, I see beyond the trouble that I'm facing. Ah, I value my relationship with you. I will not be alienated because of my challenge. I will not doubt your faithfulness unto me. I will not doubt. I will not doubt. Come on, lift up prayer. I voice my breakthrough in the midst of my difficulties. I speak faith. I speak boldly. I, I take giant steps of faith. I override my emotions by the word of God. I vigorously bless God in the midst of my difficulty. I, I praise him. I, I praise him in the midst of my challenges. I am victorious on every side. I, I, I excel in all that I set my heart to do. Open up your mouth and pray. I choose victorious behavior based on the word of God, not my feelings. I am disciplined in my thoughts. I am disciplined in my conversations. I am disciplined in my mind. I am disciplined. I, 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 I choose what I allow to affect me emotionally. I choose what I allow to affect me in Jesus name. Amen and amen.